Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Yay! <laughs> I like recording. Hi folks, I'm Tim. And I'm Justin. And this is Zompocalypse Now, and we've been away for a few weeks uh, as the break between Fear the Walking Dead's first and second half of their season. Right. I think we needed it. I think we needed a little, a little time to think and reflect over over uh, over the season and what we had seen so far and whether we were happy or not happy and it was good to take that time and what was it what was your conclusion overall on a whole I was pretty happy with the first half of the season I'd say in the grand scheme the 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 broader strokes I think there were some definite moments of well you know Again, that plane should never have gotten off the ground. Uh, well, you know. And they, I, I really actually enjoyed the, this episode. <laughs> Morgan makes a, a comment about, you know, we got the, we, we flew the plane and it was impossible. And I'm like, yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was almost happy with this episode. Now you say almost, and I I have really mixed feelings about this episode. Part of me is, um, again, I'm I'm on board with the idea of trying to make the world a better place, and that be the drive of the show. Right. Because I think there's still, you know, you, yes, the Walking Dead universe is in large part about the conflict, uh-huh. and the conflicts don't go away with this desire to be to build a better world. This doesn't. You know, that doesn't change things, right? Right. Um, so I think there's still stories to be told here. This isn't all just like, you know, we're Pollyannas out in the world. Uh, I've seen a few reviewers just really complaining about this direction. And just like, you know, it's ruining the show. And I'm like, well, no, no, it's really not. Um, but it's I had. Okay. All right. I had not heard those, but I can under, like, I understand what people might be thinking because. It's a completely different, like they, the, this hard reboot of the show is cha- like the show is no longer about a woman who is so driven to protect her family that she will do literally anything, including murdering just people, just killing people. The Very show true. is evolved. And I, while I still miss Madison and still in, in, contend that she is coming back. Um, I, I think that the, this hard reboot, this change is better for the show. It's good. It's, it's no longer just misery porn. Mm-hmm. It's no longer just like these five people show up in this group of people and like just ruin their lives and then move on. You know, it's making some real choices to to have some optimism, and I really feel like that's important. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and especially considering that from everything I've heard about the two spinoffs, one is set 
at least 15 years in the future because it's about kids who never were born after the apocalypse. And one of them is they're both set in relative future society in relatively futuristic societies in this walking dead universe that have moved on past the immediate danger. And we have to do that. We simply have to do that. The shows cannot continue to be about, Oh, the real monsters is people. They've both been on the air for over five years. We need to move on to the rebuilding of society part. Yes. No, absolutely no question. I think that the idea that, you know, that you, you have to stay in that sort of crisis mentality that, that the walking dead did for what, eight years. It was all basically crisis mentality. Right. Um, is just, it, it doesn't work. I mean, after a certain point, you have to decide what you're going to do next. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, even, <clears throat> even when you look at a lot of the, 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 the groups that, that Rick and company came into conflict with, conflict with, they had built some sort of community and society with the idea of going forward. Now they tend to be run by crazy people. Right. Uh, or, you know, psychotic. And also cannibals. Be, you know. <laughs> but it was, you know, they're, they're, they were attempting to have some sort of structure. And so if you don't, if you don't have a structure to build something forward, then you're, you're just never going to advance. You're never, things are never going to change. And I think a large part of the biggest conflicts that Madison and company kept running into was they were running into people who wanted things to either be pretty much the same, except now with zombies. Right. Or they were megalomaniacs who took advantage of the situation to build their own little private kingdoms. Uh, So, and, you know, we, we already were getting that over on, you know, The Walking Dead with Negan. So this is a direction I'm okay with. Now, that doesn't mean it's all perfect because sometimes you have an episode like tonight where there's a very critical scene that happens that isn't in the episode. And I felt like I had to go back and check to make sure that I had not actually managed to get the second episode of this part of the season. Oh? Well, because um, we get the scene of, of them saying, you know, yeah, we, we realized Logan wasn't trustworthy, and so we left him in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. The last episode of the first part of the season was, you know, here's the situation. Let's talk about the oil fields. We have to work together. And then suddenly it's, eh, nah, screw it. I have, that is, uh, that is literally where I, that is like one of those things that I was going to bring up too. Like what? Wait, what? Yeah. It's like where's where's that scene where they found the oil fields? Where yeah. where's the where are the oil fields? Where are the refineries? Where are the, okay? So so anyway, let, look, we can come back to that because it's referenced later in the episode. Uh-huh. But the basic premise of this episode is we're going to try and tell people what we're doing. We're going to we're going to use this technology we have. We found all this this amazing collection of batteries that apparently have not died, even though, you know, 
Mm-hmm. It's been far longer than the lifespan of a battery. Uh, and a bunch of cameras, and we're going to go out to the world, and we're going to tell our story. And then we're going to somehow figure out a way for a post-electricity, mass electricity world. Right. For people to be able to see these things. Um, yeah, that was another, like, I love how every time that they address one of the things, they forget another one of the things. <laughs> like, you, you, you remember show that we've had to use uh, generators and, and, you know, that was one of the big problems is that gasoline was such, in such a short supply that we had to use, you know, you know, everything was running out. That's why the oil field was important. Well, you know, like we had to use generators. We can't just leave generators. Are we going to just leave generators around for all these things from now? Like you walk into the place and there's a VHS tape and there's a generator there. And you're like, hey, I'm going to take me this generator. I'm not going to watch the VHS tape. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's there's there's a few blind spots here that that the Walking Dead universe has had for a while. I mean, it's like we don't know how far things are apart. We don't know how well, gas doesn't go bad, batteries don't go bad, walkie-talkies are forever, uh, uh, and and you know can go in, in distances far beyond the range of anything that we've developed over in the the non-Walking Dead universe. It's a pretty there, there's certain things that you hand wave because of the storytelling, right? But when they do bring things back around and talk about the fact that gas goes bad, we need a new source of gas, um, it kind of, I did, it's great, but it kind of throws some of these other things into sharp relief and going, okay, that's great, but what about the... Yes. Let's not forget about all the other things as well, you guys. Well, and this was another episode where there's a whole lot of driving in this episode, and I have no idea where the hell any of these people are. (laughs) I mean, I just, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just have no, I have no concept of the space they are operating. I don't even know what state right. they're in anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I assume that it's supposed to be Texas still, but that is just, a, that is an assumption on my part. I have, I have literally no, no frame of reference for, for where they actually are supposed to be. Yeah, it's, it's very, very confusing. But anyway, um, yeah, so they're they're recording these. Uh, Al has got getting everybody got everybody on camera, and they're talking about what they're doing and who they are, uh, and um, you know what the it's, world is for them right now. Yeah, it's fine, I guess. It's really kind of it's okay. I under I understand that especially on the when we are creating this new show and essentially we've been creating a new show for a season and a half now we have to work really hard to make sure all especially when we just did this whole thing with all of the characters like half the characters were separated you know sarah and wendell and strand were not in the first half of the first half of the season and then only strand was in the second part so now we have to reintroduce these people essentially. Um, So, you know, I understand that. But at the same time, for those of us who have been watching this show forever, 
it's very irritating to have to be like, okay, we know who Sarah is. We know who we know who these people are. You know. Yeah, it is. It, in some ways, this episode served as an info dump uh-huh. for somebody who just wandered in and sat down when the show was on. Yeah, uh, which was kind of strange. Um, although it did lead to, admittedly, one of the parts that I just laughed at, which was the whole, you know, discussion of convoy as actual the song convoy as actual music. Yeah. And the look on Daniel's face is like that's that's not actually music. Yeah, that whole that whole thing where and and where where uh, Sarah was like, it's our theme song. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? We, you know, of course we. This is our this is our thing. Like, this is who we are. We're convoy. You know? Well, and it also got you know, that minute where where Daniel was talking to Dwight about his hair. And he's like, it would take just a very little effort to make you very very presentable. Mm-hmm. And I was just like. Those little tiny moments, especially from someone like Daniel, who we know is just a stone cold killer, what he wants to be. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, I I grinned at moments like that this episode. Yeah. Um, oh no, I I still think there was a lot, a definitely a lot of good in this episode. I would say that that when the episode finally got started, and that was another problem I had is that this introduction part I felt took way too long. And, you know, like, once we got started, once we got to that house with the people inside and, mm-hmm. you know, and we actually were, were working on some, learning some stuff, then I felt more uh, like, oh, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Now it's something right. good. Yeah, and I think that um, there was some we're getting these little moments where everyone's talking about, you know, Morgan's talking about, you know, yet again, the fact that he was damaged by what happened to him. And so some part of, part of that plays into the episode because he talks a little bit about his wife and child and that the impact of that on him makes finding this woman and child trapped. Yeah. More important to him. And, and that's fine. Um, but then we had moments like, you know, as much as I want to have more Luciana on the show, um, I was kind of like, oh, look, there's Luciana. She has a line and she's gone. Yeah. She's wandered off to take care of the children again. Who are nowhere to be seen. And I love that we've got, we have this situation where it's like, oh, all these people have decided we need, they, they needed our help uh, or yeah. And, and like you see a rando, like a woman with like, you know, uh, you know, a mom haircut wander around through the background, and, and that was it. That's the end of that. Yeah, but no, there's not a sign of the children. All the children, except for Charlie, are gone. Yeah. There's a ditch somewhere with a bunch of little children legs sticking up in the background. They just like, we gotta get with these extra characters. <laughs> they serve no purpose. <laughs> I was just like, okay. I kept waiting. I kept waiting for at least one child to pop up and go, hi, I'm Matt. Here's my story. No. Yeah. Poor little Matt. Well, even, Never a story. What's his name? The, the three kids, Amy and Carter. And little, 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 little awful Annie. Yeah. They, they didn't even get like a thing. No. No. It's like... I, I think um, I think one of the writers probably looked at the other writers and went, "What are we going to do with all these kids?" 
and, and the other rider just took him by the put, took his head and placed it on his chest. And went shh, shh okay. <laughs> no one expects the kids to be around. <laughs> no one expects it. Yeah, it was. It was. It was odd. So yeah, everybody gets a little moment to talk about who they are and what they're doing and what they're trying to accomplish here. And yeah, it went on too long. It actually got a little bit boring. Yeah. Um, it was it was suitably inspirational, but it could have been about 10 minutes shorter. Mm. So. Definitely. And, you know, and I, like I said, I liked the little, like, you getting to see all the different points that all the different people, all the different characters were taking to try and find this lady's husband and get the medicine for her kid. And, you know, I really thought that was actually really cool to see they all were working on their own part of the same problem. Mm -hmm. And then to have them, uh, find him dead and, but he had all the medicine that was, you know, touching enough to like for a character that we never saw. And, you know, Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, although it was kind of, as soon as she said he, he's gone and he hasn't come back. I was like, Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. There was no doubt in my mind that he had died. Um, I, it was a little, I was. I thought it was a little overkill to basically surround yourself with so many landmines. You don't know where they all are anymore. Yeah, I thought that was really dumb. Like she's like, I don't know, I can't remember, and it's like you can't remember. You have a little kid. <laughs> well, kid- I was I was confused too because she said that they, she hadn't come out of the house since this all started, and I'm like, she's been in the house for like six years. They have a yeah. porch. She can go out on the porch. Um, but no, apparently she's just been there for two years. And and so, you know, not really since this whole thing started. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a fairly dramatic thing. Although, again, it, it lacked a certain amount of, I mean, you knew pretty early on that Morgan was tele- being recorded after this series of events. So it's like he steps on the landmines like, yeah. And? He's um, there was, do you remember, there was this show on, in the late 80s, early 90s. And this is why I'm, I'm a beloved uh, person for this, for this podcast. You remember the show from the late 80s, early 90s? It was set in Vietnam, and it was, I think it was called China Beach. Oh, yeah, uh-huh, sure. There was an episode where literally this exact thing, same thing happened. Uh, one of the characters, they're walking through a rice paddy and stepped on a landmine and it didn't go off. And they were like, what do we do? Is it a dud? How are we going to get away from this? And like the whole episode, it was basically a bottle episode. Right. All of them standing around this landmine trying to figure out what they're going to do and trying to decide if they were going to, you know, uh, you know, what the risks were, how they were going to do it, blah, 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 blah. And finally, they disarm it and pull the guy away, and they're walking away saying, oh, we're so glad we disarmed it, and it explodes. Right. Literally exactly what happened this episode. And so yeah. not only did did uh, we have the, um, the uh, Morgan is telling this story from the future thing, we also had the 
uh, I've seen this happen before thing. Yeah, as soon as it exploded, I was just like, really? We had to go there. I mean, it would have been perfect. Dear writers, it is perfectly fine to not have that little, you know, cherry on top moment to try and go, it's yeah. dangerous. It really was. It really was still live. You know, it's like, oh, we didn't, yeah. it, it was, it was fine. We didn't need to know this. It wasn't, it, it didn't, it didn't add anything except to make me roll my eyes. Right. Especially considering that we had watched a shit ton of zombies just explode through the landmines. Yeah. We didn't need to watch that one explode. We knew that they were live. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it was a, it's a, it's a heavy handed writing moment that the Walking Dead universe kind of loves to do. Mm-hmm. And they should stop. <laughs> well, <they're> gonna. <laughs> no, and it was fine. I'm not. I like I said. I'm not mad. Ninety percent of this episode was fine. Yeah, but it, but I think you, you when you said bottle episode, uh, I, I think in many ways this is one. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of. <clears throat> I mean, you know, they move around quite a bit, but there's a whole lot of people just looking at the camera and talking. Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's fine. It kind of is, oh, this is where we are now. Um, <clears throat> I think in characters like Alicia, it kind of gives you that, where is this character's art going to go from starting now? Because, mm-hmm. you know, she, she keeps finding the, you know, the, the trees with the, with the yeah, writing on them, yeah. And she wants to find out who they are, and, and it reminds her of her mom, and, and it's like, hmm, could it be Madison? Uh, <laughs> I, I thought about that for a second. I did. But I would, I would argue that it's not Madison. Mm-hmm. Um, just from a simple storytelling... <laughs> Again, every time that I try and talk structure on this show, every this is this is one of those so irritating things about Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. When you when you are somebody who believes in the power of story structure and you try to talk story structure and then the crazy ass shit happens and you're like, "Well, who cares about story structure, I guess?" You know? <laughs> From a story structure standpoint, it should not be Madison. Right. Right. From a story structure standpoint, the callback needs to be the three breaks on the radio. Right. That's true. Going back to how they used to find each other with the three breaks on the radio. That's what it should be. It shouldn't be that Madison decided she was going to take up arts and crafts and she's been leaving these messages mm-hmm. for nobody in particular. Like it, you know, cause we all know you and I both know Madison's going to leave a message. That bitch is going to write, Hey, my children. Hey, Vic and Alicia, I'm alive. I'm rotting on trees now. Try and find me at this these coordinates. She's not going to be like, oh, just just be glad you're alive today. Actually, her message to them would be, follow the burn mark that I've left behind yeah. me as I've moved through the world, carving my way through anything that stands in my way. Right. <laughs> honestly, honestly, like, 
I mean, because I still, I still, I, I, I've said it already once. I very strongly believe that Madison is going to come back. I strongly believe Madison is going to come back because I strongly believe the only reason she left in the first place was to go and do the Deadwood movie. Mm-hmm. I also strongly believe she's going to come back because all of that potential drama, all of that amazing potential drama of Morgan and Madison's conflicting worldviews bashing themselves into each other is just too good. Like, Oh yeah. That would just, it's just too good, Tim. You can't not do that. I agree. But of course, you know, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, it's, I think, I think the, the, the little explanation of where people are and what they're going to do was fine. It went on too long. Um, the drama with the the mother and her child trapped in this house by someone who apparently thought overkill was where you start, uh, <laughs> and you know, and and, and there were okay, there were a couple of moments where you know, oh look, it's another zombie come out of nowhere that suddenly has materialized in the middle of this wide open field and nobody saw it because teleporting zombies or something, but. Um, yeah, it was okay. I mean, it was all right. I, I, my biggest issues come down to um, the whole thing with Logan, where it's just like, you know, we had this big, big buildup at the end of the last episode. And then it's like, ah! And now he's back to being the, the straight-up villain again, because we are going to take 30 seconds to show you a scene of him being driven away from and go, yeah, we didn't trust him, that's it. Yeah, and I, I really had a, I, I, I really had a problem with that, um, because, and and Sarah even even addresses it. She's like, "This is exactly what we did to his partner," but I felt really good about it this time. You just decided yeah. you couldn't trust him. Nobody, like, I want, I want more. I want to know why you didn't trust him. Well, I think, I think they're they're starting from a place of distrusting him. Mm-hmm. But he raises some very good, you know, he raises the whole point about redemption, his own path of redemption, right? Mm-hmm. And whether that's a lie or not, <clears throat> that's something you don't just dismiss with, yeah, we just decided we couldn't trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to have him come back at the end of the episode where he is very much coming across as straight up villain. Uh, and and uh, leading a group of people who I think the the kindest definition I can use with is dicks uh, yeah. because it, okay. You shoot the guy's tire. Okay. He's not going to follow you. Yeah. It's not like they have, uh, you know, pet boys. <laughs> and then you shoot his other tire and he's still not going to follow you, follow you. And then you destroy his bike because, uh, being an asshole is fun, I guess. Although I thought it was really, really interesting when the guy was like, well, so what am I supposed to do now? And he's like, call him. Tell him I said hi. I thought that was kind of, that was pretty interesting. I wonder, you know, I honestly, I would really hope that the end of the season, somewhere between the end and near, we get, we get the scene where he says, I was willing, I was going to help you. I was going to join you and help you save people. 
and you left me behind. Yeah. And I had, so I had no choice but to rejoin my old group and try and destroy you. Yeah. You know? Well, and again, because we don't really know where anything is and, and yes, they're, they, they talk a few times during the episode about how they're, they're not going to film the refinery because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want people to find it yeah. where it is. Um, but, and then he makes a reference about walking, you know, a really long way. 200 miles, he said. Yeah. So, again, knowing where the hell any of this is, is not, you know, it, is, it would actually be useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> it's really hard to tell if he's, without the context of, of what made them actually leave him behind, aside from we just decided we couldn't trust him. Right. Um, they may have, you know, it, 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 would be, it would be okay with me if they had created their own villain here. Yeah. Um, that was one of the cool things about the first season of the Walking Dead game from, uh, whatchamacallit, who's a what? Um, the, the game, the, the, the uh, right, yes. what was their name? Anyway, the company made the Walking Dead, Dead game and it followed a prisoner, a, a former criminal who was trying to protect a little girl. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, you discover that the person, the villain who has been basically taking, doing all the bad stuff to them since the very beginning of the game, was somebody that they abandoned and somehow ended up with one of their radios and had been listening to them talk about all the horrible or the, the talking to the little girl Clementine about all the horrible stuff that they had been doing since, uh, since they left that person. Mm. And so it was like, you created, you, you are not great people. You say you're good people. You know, I'm just, I would be very interested if that was the, uh, that was where we were going, but who knows? I don't think so. I don't think that's where we're going. Yeah, it would be. I think it would make for a more interesting version of the character that that Matt Frewer is playing. Um, but uh, you know, and he's fine as a villain. I mean, he he does a perfectly good villain. Uh, he's he's got a skill set that enables him to do bad guys very well. Uh, but um, I I'm not even. Do you ever think about how lucky we are as genre fans? to be able to have people like Matt Frewer uh, who are, you know, these amazing actors but are too quirky for the mainstream. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we get, you know, Trisha Helfert and, and you know, Matt Frewer and the guy who's in all the Pan Labyrinth movies or all the Guillermo del Toro's movies and, you know... To to enjoy and you know everybody's like oh I don't like sci-fi or horror and he's like okay whatever oh yeah well I think that I think there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of talent that is looks at science fiction and horror now that the now that the geeks are running the asylum um, and I don't mean the studio I mean yeah, the, I the world right um, we were talking about Black Summer before we started recording uh, so. But uh, the um, the fact that that it's cool to do this stuff now. So a lot of these folks have been doing it when it wasn't 
necessarily, you know, when, when, when science fiction and horror, especially on television, were kind of just like, you know, it was okay to watch Star Trek The Next Generation or The X-Files or things like that. Um, but there was a lot of really kind of lower quality uh, syndicated TV for a long time. Things like Andromeda or... And not not to bash people who are fans of Andromeda or whatever. Uh, I loved Andromeda. Uh, but there was a lot of... You know, Mutant X. Remember Mutant X? Oh, God, yeah. So there's there was a lot of mixed bag kind of stuff happening on TV for, for genre. Now that we're in this point where genre is cool and it's cool to make genre shows... Some of these actors who have been doing this stuff for a really long time, like Matt Frewer, um, have been getting a lot more exposure uh, to the wider audience, which is great. Uh, because, I mean, I've been a fan of his since Max Headroom in 1980-whatever that was. Uh, yeah, and, and, and when you consider, when you look at, if you go back and look at that show, um, for those of you who have never seen an episode of Max Headroom, it's incredible what they accomplished for not having much money. Oh yeah. And making things look like a computer generated world. And if I, as much as I don't want this to happen, but it's a story that's rife for a reboot. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about some of those great old eighties TV shows and movies, like seriously, Max Hedrun is one of those, um, uh, RoboCop. Do you remember the RoboCop series? Yeah, I think we're supposed to be getting another RoboCop movie. I think uh, that's no, but don't. I'm talking about the series. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, there were there were what three or four seasons of it. Oh my gosh, and it was so crazy. Like he had an AI partner that was that you found out like in season two, she was not really AI. She was another like kidnapped. She was a brain in a jar. You know, and that, like, that's crazy. That's awesome. Let's do that again. <laughs> you know? Well, it's it's the time for letting people be crazy with, with some of these concepts. I, you just have to find the right network for it. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's really weird because all this merger stuff going on has killed some really interesting properties. I know, I know. Um, I watched the first season of Swamp Thing. Uh, which was really good. I never got a chance. It's it's a, it's a su- surprisingly well. I mean, James Wan was the producer on it, and they really leaned into the horror. The special effects were really good. The acting was fantastic, and it was can it was canceled before it was even. But but the second episode was had not even aired, and the announcement that it had been canceled had come out. Hmm. Um, and it yeah. was because of the merger, because Warner Brothers is going to have their own streaming channel. And so, since this was on a different network, it's like, oh well, never mind. So it's a t- it's a it's a weird it's a weird landscape right now. But it, for for stability, but for a lot of these really great properties, there's a real opportunity now for some of this stuff to get out there. So that's why we're getting four Walking Dead shows and what's five Star Trek shows and and all these different things that are are there's a market for it now. Mm-hmm. So just cool. Um, I'm not sure what is going to happen next with Fear of the Walking Dead, though, because we we're, we meet this character at the very end who could just be a one-off. Yeah. Uh, and 
you know, runs afoul of, of Logan and, and his group of jerks. Um, or he could end up being, you know, the new one, of, yet another addition to the cast. Well, um, Alicia hasn't had a good, fun love interest that's in a true. while. And that's a young guy, a young, handsome dude. Yeah, and he had so, good taste in motorcycles um, for as long as he had it, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's... it's uh, Alicia's sort of quest to find out who's who's leaving these messages on the trees has some potential. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I think until we figure out what you're going to have to develop a thing with the conflict between them and Logan's group a lot more than it's developed right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that if they are, it hopefully we'll, we'll see that because they've only got so many episodes left in the season. And I think that what seven more, I guess after this um, or something like that, five, whatever, five to seven, um, you know, you can't you can't just leave us whether we threw him off the truck because we didn't trust him. We we have to have more than that. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, it was okay. It was an okay episode. It, it's it's not their best coming back from a season a mid season break. They've had. At no. All. But. But I think it there was a lot. Uh, there was a lot more good than bad. I mean, I feel that's how I feel at, at least at this second. You know, who knows? Well, but you and I like character development. Mm-hmm. You and I like moments where we get to have characters giving us insight to who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that whole you know we like dialogue and we like character development. And we like you know. So sometimes when the Walking Dead universe gets that stuff right, we're like, yes, and we're brutally disappointed when they get it wrong. Right. So almost offended on a, on a, you know, spiritual level. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Even though we know better. I'm my emotions. You've played with my emotions walking dad. And I, and the worst part is, is I knew you were going to do it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. The walking dad, you did it on purpose and you hurt me on purpose. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll be back next week with more of Fear the Walking Dead, since, again, the, the, we're back in this, the second half of the season. We'll see where they go. Hopefully they will develop the conflict with Matt Frewer's uh, group of, a lot more than they have. Uh, and maybe give us the scenes that showed us why they don't trust him. Finally get to see the, the oil field. The Walking Dead as well you know, has certainly done plenty of flashbacks. We can, they owe us this one just for story reasons. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's... It's not their strongest episode coming back, but it's not terrible. So yeah, I'm I'm not that bad. No, um, it 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 didn't make me like you know want to grab the monitor and go, you bastards. Uh, it's been a few episodes like that. Yeah, we don't have Chris. No, well, okay. If your if your baseline is this is an episode with Chris in it. The show has gotten incredibly better. That is my baseline. I think we've established that that is my baseline. <laughs> well, in that case, this is like premium television all the time. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, as always, we thank you guys for watching. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter when we can be bothered to post to Facebook and Twitter. Because <laughs> we're terrible at this. We do try, but it's... A, 
The world is it's full of hard. The world is hard. My cat and a butterfly. A lot of kids. Something else is on television. I don't know. Something. There's always also, a discussion. The school starts tomorrow. Oh yeah. Uh huh. So that's going to be great. <laughs> my child is grown. <sighs> so enjoy it while you got it, kid. So ready. We are all very ready to be back at school. Oh yeah. Some summers are like that. Um, but you can find us on those social media places. We would love to hear from you guys. If you are enjoying this season of Fear the Walking Dead and enjoying the changes the show has made, we'd love to hear from you. If you haven't been, we'd love to discuss that with you as well. Um, we, we like this direction for very specific reasons that we have said quite a few times. We'd love to hear it. If you don't agree with us, we'd love to hear that and, and have those discussions. We'd yes. love to interact more with you guys. That would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, you can find us there. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on iTunes and podcast.com. Leave us a comment or a rating there. That's always great as well. As always, Dustin, thank you very much. Thank you, Tim. And thank you guys for listening again. And we'll see you next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Production. All rights reserved.